Hi, it's Dwyer. It is Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. Gamblersadvisory.com, a free site. Bettingangle.us, a free site. Let's dive into it. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, last year, the Cincinnati Bearcats took on the Georgia Bulldogs. We all thought that Georgia was going to be too big, too physical, too SEC for Cincinnati. Wow, were we shocked. Cincinnati almost won that game, folks. Well, one year later, Cincinnati's on a run. Cincinnati is unbeaten. Cincinnati now is about to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide in a bowl game with a chance to make it to the championship game. Now, somehow, someone missed the memo on last year's game. Somehow, someone missed what Cincinnati's been doing. As I make this video, in some outfits, you can get Cincinnati plus 14 against Alabama, right? In others, 13 and a half. If your book is like, and this is not an endorsement, I'm just telling you that books like this are out there. If your sports book, which I assume is a legal sports book, you need to check the legality, allows you to shade the play, right? It gives you alternate lines. You need to look at the alternate lines, like cloudbet.com does then see if you could shade this to 14 and a half points to take the Cincinnati Bearcats plus 14 and a half over Alabama. Right? If you could get to plus 14, that would be great. I'm expecting this game to be close. I got in at 13 and a half points. I wish I had the extra point and the hook. But in any event, I'm expecting this to be a close game. I think Alabama is going to have its eye on the championship. Right? I don't think they're going to take this game as seriously as Cincinnati, who understands that they are an elite team and that the public doesn't quite get that. This line is outrageous given Cincinnati's talent. I like Cincinnati. If you could get them at 14 or higher, no question. If you get them at 13 and a half, I still think that's too rich. I like Cincinnati plus 13 and a half against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Let me also point out, too, that where you make your money is in the gap between what the public thinks is going on and what's really going on? So let me ask a question here. What do you believe the odds are of somebody other than Mac Jones winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL? 10%? Well, folks, it might surprise some people. You're getting better than that right now on Mac Jones to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year, right? You're getting him at a minus 681, right? This, I know it's rich. 
right? I understand. Many of you got Mac Jones at a uh, plus 10 to 1, right? Plus 1,000 in American odds. I don't dispute that. Right, the best time to have taken Mac Jones on this bet was clearly right before the season started. Right back then, we seemed to think that guys like Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance were on par. Now we're finding out they're not. Right, but the bottom line is even here on December 8th, Mac Jones is undervalued at a minus 681. Right, the bottom line is that the guys competing with him, Chase of Cincinnati, right, wide receiver, stand little chance, barring injury. Understand, Mac Jones could get hurt. The NFL's a collision sport. But if Mac Jones doesn't get hurt and continues to perform at this level, the minus 681 is actually a deal because, in my eyes, the rest of the league has a less than 10% chance of beating him out for the award. Let's continue on here. I know this is not the popular narrative. I know the popular narrative has people like Cliff Kingsbury getting a lot of attention for NFL Coach of the Year. Right, okay, fair enough. Arizona's having a great year. Right, but what I want people to do is to ask themselves a simple question. Which coach has his team in the hunt for a division title <clears throat> with a rookie quarterback? Right, folks, that's the coach doing the best job in this league. And I'm just telling you, there's only one, and his name is Bill Belichick. This is some of Belichick's best work. Now, you and I know the problem Bill faces. He's in that Michael Jordan zone. When we got tired of Jordan, I lived through the era. I remember it. We got tired of Jordan, and we started giving the MVP to Carl Malone. Right? People thought, look, this guy's too dominant. We're getting bored by this. Tom Brady, by the way, is in this zone right now. Right? And we started actively looking for reasons not to give Goliath additional awards. Right? It's as if Bill Belichick has gotten his allotment already of praise. So we're going to look for other guys. Just understand, on a team where we were doubting the wide receivers at the beginning of the year, where he doesn't have a Derrick Henry in the backfield. It's a backfield by committee. Where he has a rookie quarterback, and that rookie quarterback was not the first quarterback taken in the draft. That rookie quarterback was not the second quarterback taken in the draft. That rookie quarterback was not the third quarterback taken in the draft. Somehow, Bill Belichick has the New England Patriots as a Super Bowl contender. Folks, I shouldn't be here talking about Mac Jones as the Offensive Rookie of the Year. 
quite frankly, the guy, if you look at the big picture, is an MVP candidate. Now, I don't expect him to win the MVP, right? We're, you know, voters have to get accustomed to voting for a guy. But if Matt Jones stays healthy, and we're already into December, folks, if Matt Jones stays healthy, he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Let me also point out, too, that this is why you bet futures. This is the way to fleece the casino. Right? Just to understand, Mac Jones was going off at double digits at the beginning of the year. The money you placed on Mac Jones, you could have placed on four other guys. You could have had five guys in the race for Offensive Rookie of the Year. And understand, if Mac Jones wins, you will have more than doubled your money. Let's continue. Speaking of futures, you know, I'm looking at just a few teams as having a real shot of winning the Super Bowl at this point. Right? Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Yes, I'm interested. Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, I'm interested, right? There are very few other teams, folks, in the NFC, right? Arizona will include them. Kingsbury is doing a remarkable job. Of course, he has a Pro Bowl quarterback. I'm surprised people are giving more respect to a guy with a Pro Bowl quarterback as opposed to a guy doing it with a rookie quarterback. What I want people to do is to understand that the AFC is wide open, right? You look around the AFC and you're seeing carnage. You're seeing holes, right? I believe in Josh Allen. That Buffalo Bill, rushing defense. I'm not sure if I believe in them, right? Bills are still in the hunt. I don't deny that. Baker Mayfield banged up. Lamar Jackson, for his career, what, one playoff win? Isn't it too new for Cincinnati? Doesn't Big Ben look like he's on the verge of retirement? The Chargers, aren't they a little bit up and down? Pat Mahomes, wow. I know they're coming back. They're certainly in the hunt. They have the experience. Mahomes has been to the last two Super Bowls. Has a guy who's been to the last two Super Bowls ever looked as uncertain and as undisciplined as Mahomes has looked? Right, Tennessee, you know, it'd be great to know that Derrick Henry is healthy and, you know, is a certainty. Unfortunately, Derrick Henry's out, right? So let's just say the AFC has uncertainty, right? I don't see the team where I can just say, oh, that's the squad. I'm going to back that horse because I know that horse is going to do a lot of damage. So what I want people to consider, and I know it's crazy, is that Bill Belichick with a rookie quarterback has a shot. Folks, the defense is legit. 
This week, what we're going to do is I'm going to add to my futures play on the Green Bay Packers. You're getting them at a plus 742. Now, understand, Aaron Rodgers has already been in COVID protocol. Now we're hearing Aaron Rodgers has a bad toe. Aaron Rodgers is essential to Green Bay's success. Any bet you put on Green Bay goes out the window, in my opinion, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and can't play. Right? Just understand that. Same thing with Mac Jones. Right? Well, let's include another team in the mix here. You don't have to put much on them. But this team has more talent than people have realized. They can run over you. And their quarterback, for whatever reason, is clicking with the offensive scheme and the head coach. And I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Folks, as I make this video, you're getting them at a plus 3,086. That's greater than 30 to 1 odds. I believe you need to put a few dollars. Well, what I'm doing. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. You do what you want to do, right? I don't want to make recommendations. Let's just say I've put a few dollars on the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think they'll ever be cheaper. Right? And this is the kind of team that I believe can make the playoffs. Then at that point, I'm minting money because I could bet against them if the situation looks that way and still profit if either team wins that particular playoff game. So I've added the Colts at plus 3,086 to my betting portfolio of Super Bowl futures. Let's talk about this week. You know, look, I'm not politically correct. I just want to win bets. I question Lamar Jackson, especially when a team is rested. I think if you are able to plan for Lamar Jackson, given his inability to throw deep to wide receivers from in the pocket, I think you can slow him down. Right? I'll agree, they should have beaten the Steelers. Right? Let's face it. Lamar Jackson makes a bad throw on that two-point conversion play. Let's face it, too. The tight end, Mark Andrews, didn't exactly look like Jerry Rice on that play. Right? John Harbaugh, without question, in my eyes, one of the best coaches, hands down, in the NFL. But Cleveland's rested here, folks. Cleveland also plays Baltimore twice a year. Lamar Jackson isn't that new to them. So Cleveland coming off a bye, laying two and a half points against the Ravens. I like Cleveland this week on the point spread over the Ravens. Also, just a safer play, much safer I personally believe the best quarterback in the game right now is Aaron Rodgers. I believe a very close second is Russell Wilson. Right? Russell Wilson is back. Needless to say, people here in the Bay Area are stunned. 
that a depleted Seahawk team beat the 49ers last week, right? Understand how depleted the Seahawks are. Jamal Adams out, right? The safety. Uh, they're so desperate at running back these days, they went and got Adrian Peterson. He's back. <laughs> he's back and he's active. Right, to say the Seahawks are depleted, I, I'm talking about key players injured. Right, even their bread and butter, the running game, injured. I believe Russell Wilson is the kind of guy you could drop on a field from a helicopter. And with a high school team, he could compete against college teams. I think this guy's an obvious Hall of Famer. I don't know what MVP voters are doing in the National Football League. How this guy has already played in two Super Bowls is within a yard of going 2-0 in Super Bowls and hasn't gotten a single MVP vote in his career is ridiculous, right? I think you're talking about a great quarterback, a proud team, a Super Bowl-winning head coach against a Texan team without Tyrod Taylor. I like Seattle on a money line. They're the heavy favorites, right? The point spread seven and a half points. I'm not going to deal with that when I know how injured the Seahawks are. But just straight up, I like the Seahawks on a money line over the Texans. Those are the plays that interest me this week. Let me know what interests you. Keep our subscribers here in your loop. I hope you leave that information in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.